You're listening to another episode of The Business Show, brought to you by Kate Baines of The Business Pod and Mike Newnham of Red Curve Innovation. This podcast is dedicated to giving business owners practical advice to help them get the business that they want. And in each episode, Kate and Mike will discuss a key topic important in running a successful business. And so now over to your presenters, Kate and Mike. Welcome to another episode of The Business Show with me, Kate Baines from The Business Pod. And me, Mike Newnham from Red Curve. After our last podcast on Do I Need a Team, today we're going to take this one step further and talk about how to create a flexible workforce and also how to keep your workforce motivated. Firstly, though, I thought I'd like to give you a little bit of a background into the subject. So flexible working hours have been found to lead to a happier workforce, better customer service and a whole host of other benefits. However, there is a fear that implementing flexible working hours is complicated and that it could lead to a flood of impossible demands from your employees. One thing we have to recognise is that working hours for employees have changed dramatically over the last two centuries. Back in the 19th century, when industrialisation started in Europe, workers were compelled to work a 16-hour a day. But most industrialised countries nowadays have a regulated work week whereby the government stipulates the maximum number of working hours per week. They also state minimum daily rest periods, annual holidays and sick pay. The standard work week in the UK is typically 37 to 40 hours across the week, as for many businesses now it's not only a Monday to Friday job. Long working hours can lead to stress-related health problems too. Less time for busy parents to spend with their children and less leisure time in general. I believe Henry Ford introduced low working hours so that his employees would have the leisure time to buy and enjoy the cars he produced. One major problem with fixed working hours is that employees find it difficult to balance the demands of their personal lives and work lives, and flexible working hours can lead to that better work-life balance and as a result a happier workforce. Ask yourself, why did you go into business for yourself? I suspect for many of you, like myself, it was being able to choose your own working hours and have the flexibility that you didn't have as an employee, and that would have been a key factor in you setting up your own business. But why does it have to be that way for your employees? So flexible hours can come in different forms. And Mike, would you like to cover that for us? Yeah, there's absolutely. Yeah. So you've obviously got part-time working. So that enables an employee to be free during uh, some business hours to attend to personal matters. And that really suits uh, a lot of people. So things like, you know, the, the school run kind of thing. Uh, or just time for yourself and time for your family. So for employers, it could mean engaging employees to work more hours during peak workloads and fewer hours when things are quiet. It could reduce the overall payroll costs as the employees are there at the right time when you need it. So so part-time can be a powerful tool, I think, for an employer, and it, and it can suit a lot, of, a lot of people as well. So then you've got flexi-time working where employees work extra time when when needed by the employers and and bank the extra hours and days off for arranging their personal commitments. Uh, I know I used to work a flexi-time arrangement when I uh, used to work for ABB. So you would clock in and you could build up a bank of hours and then take take that time off. 
Um, some people use that flexi time because they liked a long lunch break, so they would go home and they'd have a two-hour lunch break with the families. So it really was quite a social way of working, and um, and that that worked very well. The, the flexi time. So normally you would have some core hours where you have to be, everybody has to be in the business. And that's probably, I don't know, maybe 10 o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon. Outside of those core hours, you, you can flex. So that can be really uh, a powerful uh, force in, in terms of attracting new employees. So, you know, thinking about these kind of flexible working hours can help you, you know, get the workforce that you need. Because if you, you may be not able to offer the top salary, but if you can offer these other, other benefits... Um, you know that that that's probably you know something that's going to attract people. Uh, job sharing, so that's another way of uh, uh, having a flexible workforce. And um, I know my wife has done job sharing in the past, and we've got the, the the job role, which is the leader of the Green Party, is now a job shared role. So I uh, can't remember the names, but uh, yeah, so they, they job share for other reasons. So so there's a whole range of of jobs that can now be shared. And that can again work well when people want part-time working, but the role needs to be uh, is is essentially a full-time role. You need good systems in your business then, so you so that the people can hand over from one partner to the other, so that the other partner can just pick up where where the first one left off. I've come across some examples of of so-called job sharing, uh, where you ring up, let's say, the council. They're they're big on uh, job sharing, and you ring up and say, "Oh, I've got this issue." And the person says, oh, no, I don't deal with that. You'll have to wait till, you know, Fred comes in and that, that's, yeah, they'll, they're dealing with that thing. So that's not really a job share, you know. So, so you have to be careful a little bit about when you think about job sharing. So another way of, of bringing some flexibility in, into, the, into the business is, uh, is uh, the zero hours contracts. So that's uh, pretty popular in the UK. So uh, certainly growing. And I think for an employer... It's attractive because it you know, brings them, you know, it gives them the flexibility that they may need to kind of deal with the ups and downs of business life. So, so it's something that's that's probably quite attractive to to an employer. The essence of a of a zero hours contract is that there are there are no guaranteed hours and there's no obligation on either side. Um, and so you can see why that's quite attractive. If you if you want to hire somebody new in the business and you're not quite sure how it's going to work out, then it's attractive to do that. It minimises the risk for the employer. But but there's also some cons that that come with that, that the employer I think should need needs to think about before they go down that route. Uh, for the employee, there's there's also um, benefits in that you provide you some flexibility so you you can if you want to do a portfolio kind of uh, freelancing kind of business it allows you to do that it allows you to do other work you can say no to requests for employers to do sort of shifts that you know might be unsociable or whatever it might be in at least in theory you know in practice it probably doesn't work out like that i mean the and and you know and it can give a, an employee uh, a foot in the door and because there are so many zero hours contracts available now, if you if if an employee is prepared to take a zero hours contract, then it gives them a lot of choice with a lot of businesses that that they you know wouldn't otherwise be uh, open to them. But the downsides, and I think the employer really needs to think about these downsides as well, is is that an employee uh, taking on a zero hours contract can feel undervalued. So it's obviously less secure, and everybody's got bills. 
And so if you've got no fixed income, how do, how do you deal with those bills? You So you can be struggling with your bills and you're thinking about, you know, your domestic arrangements rather than focused on, on, on work. So it can, it can bring a lot of stress into the business. You know, it tends to be low-income work. So again, that you know, that that's putting pressure on 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 bills. And uh, you know, and maybe some some zero-hours contracts, the employee's always on call. So you know, that's not great. So it's not. It can be a situation which doesn't really foster loyalty. And I think loyalty and culture. We've talked about it on other podcasts. Are such such important parts of a business. So I think I think a, an employer although it's attractive, should think seriously before they go down the, the zero hours contract route. But, you know, it's, okay, so that's that's a particular aspect of uh, um, working. But uh, but really, you know, I think flexibility can, in general, can work really well for, for everybody. So, you know, it allows, it can be, you know, just the fact that you're on flexible hours can actually reduce your outgoing costs because it could be that you, you reduce your childcare costs. If there's flexible working, then you tend to reduce absenteeism. People who, who value that flexibility are likely to stay there, so you're not going to get the employee turnover. Um, you know, you've got lower recruitment costs because you can re- retain your existing staff if you can go to flexible working. Better morale, you can attract more people. There's lots of benefits from uh, you know really taking on board you know flexible flexible working and you should think seriously how you do that because you may feel there's lots of businesses where you need somebody there all of the time and so you should should question that and try and work out how you could get around that and build flexibility in there because it will you know will give you you know access to a wider pool of people for your business can i just jump in and give you an example there so sally's been with me almost from the start so just over four years sally's got three children I have none, but I understand that the children come first. And as we were talking in the previous podcast, that actually there are a lot of service, we're in, there's many more service-based businesses now that maybe don't need somebody there between the hours of nine to five as once mm-hmm. there used to be. And from my point of view with Sally, I don't really care when the work gets done. I also don't care that whether there's somebody man in the office because most of what we do now is via email or yeah. telephone calls. And as long as the work gets done, it doesn't matter what time of day it is done or where it's done. Sally's got a laptop. We've got secure access to the network um, through the laptop. So she can work from home. So when her children are sick, which quite frankly isn't very often, but on the occasions that they are, she can work from home and still mm. be productive and be there for the family. Yeah. And she still gets through the hours. And likewise, during the summer holidays, she works from home. Um, she still comes into the office occasionally, picks up stuff and then processes it from home. And again, a lot of it doesn't matter where the work is done from mm-hmm. our point of view yeah. and with online systems such as zero and technology nowadays allowing her to log in securely from home it doesn't matter where she works from yeah. so she's yeah. it's not something i particularly said that's what i'm doing mm. but i understand that family and the children come first mm. she's very loyal to me because of the fact i can give her the flexible working and if she needs to work from home even not particularly to do with the children but if she's waiting for a parcel to come in or something's gone wrong at home, you've got to wait for an engineer or, you know, mm. a washing machine's broken or something like that, she can work from home to, for the day. I know, I know. And in fact, so, so my, um, my wife, Teresa, so she, she's moved from one job to her current job. And the reason that she made the move was because of the, 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 the flexible hours aspect of it. So the, the, the old job was not flexible in any way. 
you know, the hours you had to be, you know, on the on the dot right through all the time. And this 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 new job basically she can she can draw up her own her own hours and that really really suits her. Yeah, so so you you, you can attract pe- people by offering these these flexible hours. It can be really really powerful. Yeah. We had a I was in a business where we'd uh, it wasn't really exactly flexible hours, but we we ran what was called a nine day fortnight. I don't know whether you're familiar with a nine day fortnight. So so basically, uh, instead of having five days uh, a week, Monday to Friday, you had Monday to Friday, and then the following week was Monday to Thursday. So you had nine days in two weeks. So so the the the, the day was longer uh, each day in order to get all of the hours in for the for the so that you could have the last day or every other Friday off. So that gives you basically an extra 24 hours, 24 days holiday w- without having any extra holiday. So, you know, so some, it was a difficult, it was an experiment and it suited some people really well, su- suited other people less well because of, because of the longer hours, um, you know, and then you had to organize what happened on the, the, the days that people were off. So it took quite a bit of thinking about but it was an attractive hiring tool. So people were attracted to the business because of the, the, the nine-day fortnight yeah. aspect. Well, where so. I used to work, we used to finish at half past one on a Friday. Yeah. So, and that was only half an hour extra yeah. per day. So we'd yeah. start at half past eight instead of nine o'clock. Yeah. Still an hour lunch and still yeah. finish at five. But that extra half an hour starting earlier yeah. meant we could finish at half past one and we still worked a 37 and a half hour week and yeah. having an hour's lunch yeah. Monday yeah. to Thursday. Yeah. And that worked really well because it meant you had the Friday afternoons if you had any appointments that needed to be made through the week and mm. also it meant for me commuting down to Cheltenham every day it meant I was home before the Friday night yeah. rush hour commute so it worked really well for me that yeah so so it just shows you I mean so the the this hours business is a really powerful tool in 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 working out how to attract people into your business if you know it's one of the you know businesses quite often you know they're struggling for cash and, and cash is maybe you know something that you can't offer but you can offer time you know and so so it's it's well worth thinking about how you could uh, em- employ employ that in your business there are of course though cultural issues and you know and you need to motivate motiv- motivate that flexible workforce and you need to keep them engaged and feeling part of the team so i mean you know you've been thinking about that you've got some ideas on that yes so once you've got this flexible workforce you then although creating a flexible workforce can be a motivating factor in its own right there are lots more other things that you can do to help keep your staff motivating so for example there could be giving bonuses even a little bonus can mean a lot to a lot of people bonuses can improve morale and increase productivity and explore the possibility of different bonus structures including holiday bonuses birthday week bonuses sales bonuses higher date anniversary bonuses and even education bonuses and i think given a it's not so much a bonus for education but a pot of money that people can choose to tap into to help educate themselves can be so powerful there are so many online learning platforms nowadays where you can access this sort of cpd continuing professional Mm. development courses at you know 20 25 pound a time and if you can give your employees that pot of money to say well you've got even if say £100 for the year that you can choose to spend on courses to help educate the staff, that again can be a real motivating factor and can also help 
the employees learn new skills that they can then put into place in your business. So you're giving them an education pot, which will motivate them. They'll probably stay more loyal to you and potentially the new skills that they learn can help you in your business. You could also think about planning a staff retreat. And again, this is... um, kill two birds with one stone kind of thing so planning a staff retreat can also help motivate your staff but it can also help team building so think about planning a staff retreat it's time to relax get to know your colleagues in a social environment it can improve the teamwork and again productivity however many people won't want to spend a weekend away from their families even if you are going to put them up in a nice hotel so think about it as a staff retreat twice a year close the office on a work day and spend the day at a spa or golfing or theme park or even going to a dinner and a movie maybe hiking kayaking or something else that would appeal to them so for example at beacon my accountancy practice there are only three of us but i tend to organize a spa day for us in february after all the tax tax returns are done and the tax rush is over and it's appreciated it's a day out of the office to get to know them Mm -hmm. reconnect with them because again when you're in that work environment it can very much be pressure 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 work 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 and you don't really get the time to get to know them and get to know what's going on Mm. in their lives and with their families and there's something really key to be said in getting to know your staff Um, it's a bit like um, those that play together stay together and you've got to think about that when it comes to staff as well you know make them part of your family yeah paying for education we've um, already talked about and again I've just said involving their families you know an annual holiday party or summer picnic and actually bringing the employees together with their family so you get to know them again creates this real big team team essence in your business also think about buying new equipment let your employees know that their comfort and their safety is of a priority for you you know most employees wouldn't spend 50 quid on a really nice ergonomic keyboard but you could do that for them and you know they would really appreciate you know the ergonomically correct keyboard that adjusts the, the height and with the tilt of a touch of a finger that you know makes their comfort yeah. is um can be very important also think about having casual days Uh, Casual Fridays are quite nice. Uh, Where I used to work, we were trying to push our boss to let us dress down and have jeans Mm -hmm. on a Friday. Most of our clients live in jeans and T-shirts all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like like for like. And now I have my own business. It's not very often that you'll see me in a suit. Nine times out of ten, I'm in jeans and possibly a smart top. And that reflects my portfolio of clients that I've got because Mm -hmm. they dress very similar to what I am. Why exactly. do I need to be in a suit to become a good accountant? Yeah. So as much as it is a very simple thing, I wouldn't rule it out because it can, it's just a nice thing to do. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like dressing up or yeah, something yeah, for, culture. Um, yeah. you know, Pudsey for a red nose day or for, um, what is Pudsey? Yeah, it's children in uh, need. Children in children need, need. Yeah. And also think about free services. So most employers would provide basic tea and coffee for their staff. But how about considering providing alternative tea flavours or get what I call a posh coffee machine um, or even providing a variety of snacks and biscuits or fresh fruit? Another idea would be to have lunch delivered once every couple of weeks. So it's a nice gesture that employees might appreciate and it also helps save them money because they don't have to provide their own lunch. Another fun event would be to have your employees make lunch once a month. Make sure everybody gets involved and the staff will learn new recipes and techniques from other employees and they'll have fun. It's a, you know, add a bit of fun into the workplace. Yeah, yeah good idea. 
Another thing maybe is gym memberships. So paying for a gym membership or paying for a Pilates instructor to come into the office once a week after work, a nice way to encourage employees to stay fit. Mm. I would say also things like, um, uh, it's not really like that, but but things like instant messaging is, you know, if if you've got instant messaging, everybody's on the the computer and perhaps they're, you know, remote working or whatever, then, you know, by just keeping in, in touch with instant messaging, things popping on your screen, keeps you makes you feel still connected to the team as part of the part of the kind of team building process that works really well on google mail i have to say we don't use google mail anymore but via google mail there's the chat box right. and you can see who's online so yeah. rather than having to send an email to sally i could just say um oh i could see you're online could you do this for me next that sort yeah. of thing so it helps yeah. significantly helps communication yeah. and also skype skype if you've got skype on all the time yeah. then yeah you've got skype yeah. chats all, all that because it because it is just instant you know it's a bit different to an email an email formal exactly yeah and it's just um yeah casual and just keeps people connected yeah, lots of good ideas there kate so in conclusion We've looked at the things that you can do to create a flexible workforce and how to keep them motivated. And remember, look after your staff and they will look after you. So thank you for listening and it's bye from me. And it's bye from me. See you next time. You have been listening to the Business Show podcast. For more information, please visit businesspodcast.co.uk. 